Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are checking in on the MLB season at the three-quarter mark, the United States seeking redemption at this year's FIBA World Cup, college football kicks off this weekend, our reactions to the first AP poll of the season, the NFL season is just around the corner, preview in the NFC South Division. With that, I give you our chief, our fire brigade, Rob Cal. Thanks, Colton. Good to be here on a Tuesday night in Matt's basement, live in the studio. Like Colton said, we're going to start off with some MLB news. Um, you know, I, I think um, I'm, I've am i not really changed my opinion of who's going to win the National League. I, I still got the Braves um, coming out of the National League. I mean, the in, in, in my opinion, I think the Dodgers are maybe the only ones that can give them a run in the National League. Uh, but I think just their overall body of work right now as a team, they're batting 274, which is first in the majors. Uh, team ERA is 3.8, which is fourth in the majors. Um, the, the, the downfall I see to this team is their fielding percentage. They're right now ranked 21st in the league in fielding percentage. But they just put up so many runs. They've, they've scored 715 runs and only given up 503. Mm-hmm. Uh, 235 home runs this year. The next closest team only has 172. And the run differential is 212. They're a plus 212. And, again, the Rangers are the next closest team. They're only at a plus 185. So, I guess I just don't – that's just too many obstacles, I think, for other teams to overcome, even if they do have a – you know, they boot the ball once in a while on the infield. They just put up so many runs, Mm -hmm. so many runs. Yeah, yeah, I think – Obviously, you, you may catch them, you know, one game or you know whatever, but to beat them in a in a series, you know, it's gonna be gonna be tough. I mean, yeah, they obviously are, are not perfect or you know whatnot, but I just think, yeah, when you look at you know playoff format and things like that, I just don't see them losing enough games in a series for a team to you know to to you know take them take them down. I just think the, the Braves are playing playing hot. They're you know. My uh, somewhat World Series World Series pick is as well to you know take home take home the trophy, but uh, you know there's there's some some other good teams out there that you know will give them give them a run for their run for their money. Um, you know, real quickly before we go into you know next you know MVP and all that stuff, I did have you know kind of the, what the current standings kind of look like. Uh, you know, I still want to pick my AL team too as yeah, well. Yeah, so uh, just just real quick, you know, over. Over in the AL East, uh, maybe somewhat of a surprising team leading the AL East, the Baltimore Orioles sitting in first place in a, in a tough AL East. Uh, the AL Central, you got the Minnesota Twins sitting atop the, the division. Uh, the AL West in a, in a tight battle for, you know, one through three with between the Rangers, the Astros, and the, and the Mariners, who are playing great as of as of late. Uh, the Rangers are sitting atop, atop that, but only a – a game and a half ahead of, of Houston and only two games ahead of, of Seattle. So real, real tight battle there for, for first place in the AL West. Um, and then the wild card race in the AL, uh, currently you got the Rays, the Astros and the Mariners sitting atop the, uh, you know, the wild card standings, but you know, quite a few teams that are, that are, you know, floating around there, a couple of teams out of the AL East, the Red Sox and the Blue Jays that are right there in the, in the thick of things. Um, and then moving over to the NL, uh, in the NL East, yeah, no surprise. The the Braves sitting atop their their division. Uh, the NL Central, where it's you know kind of tight there. Uh, the Brewers sit sit atop 
sit atop the division there. And then uh, over in the NL West, you got the Dodgers kind of running away with their with their division. Um, then the NL the NL wild card, uh, the Phillies, Cubs, Giants is the three teams that are that are, would be representing the uh, you know the the teams over in the uh, the NL you know NL side of the of the wild card. So you know, and I guess if if the playoffs were to start today, if we were you know to end the playoff race today, how it would sit kind of in the in the AL, you'd have the number one seeded Baltimore Orioles. Um, and then the number two seeded Texas Rangers, uh, both of those teams would have first round buys. Um, and then you would have the number three seeded Minnesota Twins taking on the six seeded wild card team, the Seattle Mariners, uh, who actually have a better record as the six seed than the division leader in, in the Twins. Um, then you have the fourth seeded Tampa Bay Rays taking on the fifth seeded Houston Astros. So, you know, two teams that have up until this point have won 70 games and, you know, could push the, you know, the hundred game or, you know, hundred win mark close to, uh, so it could be an interesting series there. Uh, and then over in the NL, you got the number one seeded Braves and then the number two seeded Los Angeles Dodgers. Again, they would have first round buys. Um, then the three seeded Milwaukee Brewers then would be taking on their own, you know, own division opponent in the Chicago Cubs. Um, and then, uh, the fourth seeded Philadelphia Philadelphia Phillies would then be taking on the San Francisco Giants. So, you know, some some tight battles. I think a little bit more on the uh, still a lot of ball. Yeah, play. obviously, each team's got about you know thirty to forty games left on the on the slate before we're you know talking talking playoffs. So, you know, a lot of a lot of time, a lot of opportunity to make to make some movement. But uh, you know, going back to kind of our you know third quarter review there. Yeah, I like the I like the Braves, you know, out of the out of the NL as far as uh, you know winning winning the World Series. Matt, what, what do you think? Yeah, you know, following up with a lot of what you both said, I, I'm sticking with the Braves as well. I mean, they're 80 and 44 at this point, winners of seven of their last ten. They're first in the MLB in batting average, on base percentage, runs, home runs, slugging percentage, and I, I, the number that I found they're six in the league in ERA. Mm -hmm. uh, so I mean, yeah, they they got to be your NL pick. Right. But for me, the uh, AL pick, I, I think uh, I'm thinking the Texas Rangers right okay. now. They're 72 and 53, but looking at a lot of their stats, they're right there nipping at the the Braves' heels. Mm -hmm. They're they're second in the MLB in batting average, right. on base percentage, runs, fifth in the league in home runs. They're lagging behind a little bit in that ERA, which right. which could potentially cost them. You right, know, come, right. come playoff series, they're twelfth yeah. in the league. Pitching there in wins ERA. World Series. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, you know. yeah, it, it gets a little tougher. Runs get a little right. little tighter in the uh, you know in the in the playoffs. So we'll see, you know. But yeah, definitely great pick there. You know, in the AL, the Rangers have been playing playing well, and you know made some trades at the deadline to keep themselves going. And like I said, in a in an AL West that's that's pretty tight, pretty tight right now between yeah. you know them, the Astros, and and the Mariners. So. Who do you like coming out of the American League, Colton? Yeah, I think uh, you know, to to me, you know, the as the teams currently stand, I mean, I, I think I have to kind of go with the Rangers. And you know, I think the Orioles are, are playing well, but I just don't know that the playoff experience is there. It's a team that has not, you know, the last several seasons has not been very good. Um, you know, so I don't think a lot of the guys that they have on their team have, are not guys that have been in those playoff moments, in those playoff situations. Um, you know, I think I think the Rays are starting to kind of kind of tail off a little bit. They they got out to a real hot start to start the season, but I think a lot of injuries are starting to catch up catch up with them. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I it, the Astros, you can never never count them out if they're you know right there. You know, like I said, they're playing playing hot. Probably one of the hottest teams 
in the second half of the season after the all-star break. Um, so, you know, I, I think, yeah, I think to me, it, it's between the Rangers and, and the Astros for me taking, you, you know, picking, you know, picking an AL team to, to represent the AL. So. Right. Well, I'm going to go against the grain a little bit. I had, you know, Tampa Bay when we did our picks at the halfway point mm-hmm. coming out of the American league, but I got to look at Baltimore really hard right yeah. now. I know that, you know, they, they don't have a lot of experience, but they're sitting at 77 and 47. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got three upcoming, their next three series are the Rockies, the Chicago White Sox and the D-backs, which have a combined record of 161 and 212. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. you know, you look for Easy them. winnable games. Yeah, you look for them to at least, you know, take two out of three in all those series. But mm-hmm. I think the advantage for the Orioles is coming out of that ultra-competitive American League East. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. they're used to playing good teams yeah. on, a, on a nightly basis. And I think, I think that carries them through. Uh, you know, it gets them over the hump, their lack of experience. I think maybe it gets them into that – World Series against the National League. Now, once we get there, you know, they're going to have definitely have hands. their hands full. Right, but, right. Uh, yeah. I, I, I kind of like the way Baltimore's playing right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, then, what do you what do you think? MVP? Who who do you like? I who? mean, I this this is almost right. I think you right. could call both the American League and the National League right now. Right, right. Acuna Jr. and 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 Otani. I mean, right. I don't know how you can. Otani's a sh- I mean, that's you don't yeah. even have to have a vote. <laughs> right, right. Know? He's leading his team in every offensive end pitching uh, category. Category. So right. how can you say he's not, even though they're a, not a good team? Right. I mean, just you know, his con. They'd be probably sitting back and with the Oakland A's if right, he didn't right. have Otani on that team. Right. And baseball seems to reward that more than other leagues. You know, right. you look at football; it's kind of the best player on the best team. Right. You're right. Kind of same thing in basketball. Right. Baseball, you, you they do kind of go against the grain a little mm-hmm. more, and yeah. it's more about the individual stats. And I think Ronald Acuna Jr. makes you know a good point for himself. You mm-hmm. know, twenty-eight yeah. home runs, fifty-six steals, batting three thirty-one. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless you know, barring a major slump, cool off for him, or you know. The Braves heaven, really take a real tumble here. Yeah, heaven forbid, you know, he get injured. Nobody wants to see that, especially, right. you know, for an all-star like him this right. late in the season. But right, yeah. That's my two picks. Yeah, no, I I, I got to gotta agree with you on that. You know, I like Otani. I like Ronald Acuna Jr. Um, you know, the, the thing that really sticks out to me when it comes to, comes to Otani from his pitching standpoint is batters – Batting average, you know, against him is .185. So they're batting below 200. You know, when he's on the mound and he's pitching, his batting average or, you know, opponent batting average is only a .185, which he, leads With that the, ERA, he should be 15-0. and 0. It's just that his team can't get him any runs. Right. Anymore, he, so. uh, you know, so leads he leads the major league in, in you know, batting average against, basically. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that – and he lead, also leads the league or, you know, is tied for the league lead in, in home runs, too. So this is a guy that's doing it, you know, doing what he can to keep the Angels afloat. But, you know, their their days are, are diminishing and it may be his, you know, last days in, in Los Angeles as yeah, well. So they, they really missed the bag. Mm-hmm. They, they should have moved him, got yeah. all they could for that. Right, and, right. Because I don't think he's going to be back after this season. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So Matt, any any different picks for you or you got a clean sweep? No, yeah, clean sweep. We're sticking with the same two guys. Like, But, I mean, of the overall guy, I really like Acuna Jr. even yeah. over Otani simply because of the team's success. Yeah. I mean, the guy's batting 332, 28 home runs, 74 RBIs, 113 runs scored. When he gets on base, he's just wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. Fifty-six stolen bases. He's right. running all over the place. Yeah. 
I mean, it's just and he's a great great in the field too. Yeah. He's yeah. great on the defensive side of the ball. Right. So I mean, guy guy does it all on mm-hmm. a team that that's winning. Right. So if I had to pick an overall, I I would actually pick him over Otani, even yeah. though what Otani is doing is amazing. Yeah, that absolutely. Heard of. Mm. All right. Well, then the last thing we wanted to do while we're still on MLB was our hottest teams and our coldest teams. Mm-hmm. Matt, you want to get us started with that? Yeah, the, the team I'm picking as the hottest team right now is a team that kind of struggled out the gates a little bit. and But, man, they've really picked it up. we got the L.A. Dodgers. They've won nine of their last ten. Yeah. They're averaging a little over four runs a game, only giving up slightly over one run a game. Yeah. They're just they're, they're playing great baseball. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to agree with that. And, unfortunately, they're playing my guardian starting tonight. <laughs> yeah. And already in the first inning, they're up two to nothing. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I, I got to agree with that pick as well, Matt. Uh, the guardians get them for three at home. And I think, unfortunately for Cleveland, they're one of the hottest teams in baseball right now. Yeah, no, I think, uh, yeah, I'll switch it switch it up here. It's a team that we, you know, kind of talked about and Dad talked about with his, you know, World Series pick, and that's the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. They're, they're a hot team right yes, now. they and, are. Like you said, in a, in a division that's, that's, you know, somewhat competitive or uber competitive, they're – you know, have made their made their way and, uh, you know, really climbed up the standings here, you know, as of as of late. I mean, this is a team that the past five seasons has only won about 37 percent of their games. They got a 37 percent winning percentage over the past five seasons. And now they're they're on, you know, on pace to potentially win 100 games this this season. So, you know, definitely a big a big turnaround from them. Um, you know, this is, this is a team that has a good record at home but has an even better record on the road, which could, you know, come, you know, could come in, in, in play, you know, during playoff time, or, you know, if they're able to make it to that, to that world series that could, you know, come in, come in handy for them. Um, but, you know, one thing that does kind of scare me, I think offensively, they're a team that, you know, can score runs. They can, they can, you know, they do what they need to do on the offensive side of the ball. It's, it's on the pitching that I'm a little bit worried. They're, mm-hmm. you know, kind of starting pitching their ERA is a little bit higher than, you know, some of those other contending, you know, World Series uh, teams, you know, I think that, yeah, it's going to be interesting where I think, yeah, starting pitching plays somewhat a big, a big role when it comes, when it comes playoff time, you know, will that, will that be kind of their Achilles heel when it comes, you know, comes playoff time and potentially moving on to the, to the World Series. But right now they're playing, they're playing hot and, you know, playing well to, you know, lead their, lead their division. All right. Well, I guess I'll start with our coldest teams and, uh, I got to go with the New York Yankees, um, and that really doesn't break my heart at all. You know, I'm not a fan of the pinstripes, but yeah. they're one and nine. Their last ten, they're sitting at sixty and sixty-four, and they lost eight in a row for the first time since 1995. Mm, yeah, um, you know, and they didn't do anything really at the at the trade deadline to make to improve. I think they were banking on you know Aaron Judge coming back, which he did, but he just hasn't made the impact. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's a hundred percent right. Um, so you know, like I think right now, I think they're gonna they're gonna struggle to even contend for a for a shot at the wild card. Right? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm right there with you. The exact same team, New York Yankees, one and nine in their last ten. I mean, they're they're doing okay at the plate. They're scoring about three runs per game over those last ten, but they're just abysmal on the mound, mm. giving up over six runs a game. Yeah. I mean, you just can't compete giving up that much offense yeah. to the other team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I make it make it three for three. I wow. got the Yankees as my you know coldest team. They're sitting dead last in their division. You know, another AL East team sitting dead last. Uh, you know, a couple of stats you know to throw out there, fellas. Last time the Yankees missed the playoffs was 2016. But go even further back, the last time the 
Yankees went below 500, 1992. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're digging up, you know, almost 30, 40 years of history that the Yankees, you know, have at least had a winning team. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, it, they're trending in the wrong direction, definitely at the wrong, you know, at the wrong part of the season here. You know, they still are in the hunt for the, you know, the AL wild card spot, but they're going to have to make, you know, a major turnaround here pretty quick or it, it's going to be, you know, lights out for the for the guys in pinstripes. So. All right, very good. Well, let's move on to the hard court here. Let's talk about some FIBA World Cup. Um, this is the 19th rendition of the of the basketball, World Basketball Championships. Um, this is the first time, though, it's being hosted by three different nations. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's going to be an interesting Interesting. Second time, I think that they've had 32 teams. Yes. Yep. So, um, you know, and Spain's a defending champion, um, but they're struggling right now. They're kind of the, what I was reading about their team. They're kind of in a, a rebuilding phase for their team. They don't have a lot of talent on that team this year. So mm-hmm. um, actually a team that finished seventh USA mm-hmm. last time around in 2019 is the favors mm-hmm. favorites to win, which surprised me a little bit. Right. Um, you know, but you got Canada sitting at two, France at three, Australia at four, and then Spain at five, as far as the Vegas odd makers are concerned. But that, you know, that, that team does have some talents and, you know, some name, young names that you'll recognize Paolo, you know, Jalen Brunson, Brandon Ingram, there there's talent on that team. Right. It's just a matter of getting them to play together. I think. Yeah. I think this is kind of the, the next wave of, you know, stars, you know, the days of LeBron and Kobe and Carmelo Anthony and, you know, all those guys that were used to seeing, you know, Chris Paul, all those guys were used to seeing play on the Olympic teams and on these, you know, FIBA teams and stuff like that. Those days are, right. are gone. This yeah, is they, they got to rest up for their NBA season. Right. This, this is so I, so. I think that's an. I think that's good. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to start at some to point, get these yeah. guys, you know, exposure and, and you know on the world stage. I think a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. So you know, Before obviously, the Olympics roll around. They, uh, you know, played you know some exhibition games. The USA went five and zero in their exhibition games. You know, had some tough tests, some tough battles, um, but you know, ultimately came out of exhibition play undefeated. Um, you know, we'll see, obviously they're going to get things kicked off. Uh, you know, it, it's much like, like the soccer world cup. You got group, you got group play, a couple of group plays actually. And then, uh, you know, the knockout, the knockout rounds that, you know, win or go home or whatever kind of, right. kind of deal. Uh, but this kind of spans, we get kicked off on Friday, Friday, the 25th. Right. Um, and then right. it spans all the way till September, kind of the, the second week in September there. So it's, you know, in a matter of weeks, we're, you know, this thing is, is wrapped up or whatever. We'll be, you know, talking NBA or whatever, right. since most of these guys that are on these national teams are also on NBA teams as well. So we'll see how that, you know, how that plays out. But, uh, you know, like Dad said, first time this thing's going to be, uh, you know, hosted by three different countries, uh, Philippines, Japan, and Indonesia um, is going to, you know, going to be hosting this. Um, and another just quick stat, of the 32 teams that, you know, are here, 23 of those 32 teams were in the FIBA World Cup back in 2019. So a lot of, a lot of nations that are, you know, coming back or a lot of returning, returning teams. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll see, you know, how the USA can do, you know, they're they'll obviously get things kicked off in their, in their own group and then, you know, see what they, what they can do. Uh, right. 
But uh, Matt, what's your what's your thoughts on this? You know, I, I kind of looked through the the, the pool play that the way they set this up, and mm-hmm. they really didn't do the the one and two seeds any favors. They look like they kind of have the hardest pools coming into this thing. The United States is the 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 number two kind of ranked ranked team in right. FIBA, right. and they come into this playing Jordan, who's the number thirty three team, but then they have Greece, the number nine, and New Zealand, number twenty six. Right. Where in Pool A, you have Angola, the 41 seed, Dominican Republic, the 23rd seed, the Philippines, the 40th seed, yeah. Italy, the 10th seed. I mean, that seems much easier than, than what the two seeds going up mm-hmm, against. Mm-hmm. Then you look at the number one seed coming into this thing is Spain. And right. man, they did them zero favors. Mm-hmm. They got Iran, the 22, and they Brazil, the number 13. They threw the Ivory Coast in there, who's not currently ranked in the FIBA rankings. Mm-hmm. But that, that's tough for them too. Right, it, right. It, it's just it, it's weird how they kind of put this together and and yeah. and how they threw these pools together. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Uh, you know, obviously Greece sticks out to me in, in the USA's group, but the one thing of note, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo won't be playing for Greece, so that is you know if there's one plus for mm-hmm. the US, they at least won't have to take on the Greek the Greek freak. But obviously Greece still. The number nine ranked, you know, team in the FIBA World Rankings. Now that may be because Antetokounmpo is, you know, on the right. team, or you yeah. know, that that probably contributes to it. Uh, but I think still they they got plenty of other guys that right. you know uh, can compete and you know play play well for that Greek uh, national team. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be gonna be interesting. Obviously, the top two teams from each group, uh, you know, advance advance out of that, mm-hmm. um, and and then you know move on and you know move on to kind of the. I think there's another group phase after that. They kind of like reseed the teams or kind of re regroup the teams. And then they kind of play that again. And then the teams that kind of advance out of that group play goes on to the knockout, the knockout rounds where, you know, it's win, winner, winner, go home. So it uh, definitely will be, will be interesting. That's for sure. Um, you know, this one other thing of note for, for this, you know, tournament, is it is a qualifier for the 2024 Summer Olympics as well. So the top two teams from each of the Americas, so that's North America, South America, you know, Central America, um, the top two teams from the, you know, from the Americas will, will make it to the, you know, the Summer Olympics, which is, you know, taking place next year. Um, and then the top two teams from Europe, you know, all the European teams, whoever the top two teams are, they'll also be, gotcha. you know, a qualifier. And then, the top team, both from just one from each, one from Africa, one from Asia, and then one from Oceania. Um, the, you know, the top team out of those, you know, different regions will also qualify for for the Summer Olympics. So there's, you know, a little bit more on the line than just you know going out there to win, you know, win the whole thing or you know take home the the, the trophy. You know, there is an opportunity here to you know make a name for yourself and and you know get a spot or secure a spot to play in the you know. Somewhat the the big the big dance with right. the with the Summer Olympics where you know everybody the whole the whole world is tuned in because it seems like you know everybody you know all countries are somewhat represented in in the you know the Summer Olympics so um, but yeah it's gonna be gonna be exciting stuff like I said Friday you know Friday morning uh, with it being pretty much halfway across the world there's gonna be games you know getting played at early in the morning that's for sure so if you if you like basketball your DVR. you're gonna have to yeah get up early and get your coffee going or yeah get a get a recording of the right. games because of uh you know the time the time zone difference so it will will be interesting we'll see yeah the usa obviously at 20 in the 2019 uh feeble world cup finished you know seventh place like dad said obviously not not where we expect to be and not where we you know want to be as far as you know a basketball basketball powerhouse so we'll see if this you know 
young group of guys, this next wave of, of NBA, you know, they're already NBA stars, but you know, international stars, can right. they, can they carry the torch here? Can they carry the U S and, you know, bring home a, a championship at this year's, you know, FIBA world cup. Right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Very good. We're going to take a real quick commercial break. Don't leave us. We'll be right back. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. All right, and we're back. Thanks for sticking around. Um, appreciate it. Um, well, time for some college football news. I know all three of us are excited about that. <laughs> Most yeah. wonderful um, time of the year. Yeah, right? the... Uh, the AP poll, first AP poll came out. Um, three teams from the SEC in the top five and two teams from the Big Ten. You know, the usual players, I think, in that top five. Then maybe then maybe some teams in the in the second five there that uh, you know might might be teams that might be a bit of a surprise. Um, you know, USC at, at six, um, Penn State at, at seven, F, F Florida State. Um, eight, Clemson, nine, Washington, 10. So mm-hmm. a couple Pac-10 or Pac-12 schools in there. Uh, what do you guys think? Uh, you, you, did they hit it? I mean, are, are we are we on the right track here with this first poll? Yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see. I mean, uh, yeah, I think I think obviously with the trend in, in football, if you've been following college football over the last couple of weeks with all this conference realignment, I think it does align with what we're seeing as far as the trend in college football. You know, you got – three teams from the SEC in the top 10, along with three teams from the Big Ten in the top 10, uh, which, you know, seems to be right now the two big conferences or top conferences in college football is, you know, with all the alignment, realignment that's been going on. And then, you know, even at number six, you got USC, who's set to join the Big Ten next year. So, right. you know, it, it's really, it, it's with the mark or, you know, up to par as far as, you know, what's been going on recently in, in, in college football and, you know, I think that just kind of shows that those are the two dominant conferences. When Washington's joining as well. So right, right. Be, yeah, yeah, and picking up the right dominant there. teams from the other yeah. conferences yep. to yep. to join. So. Right, absolutely. So it uh, definitely is, is, you know, aligned with what we're seeing as far as the SEC and being the Big Ten, the two front runners mm-hmm. as far as the conferences go. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, you know, something that kind of stuck out, stuck out to me. Uh, Matt, what, what do you think? I mean, I mean, looking at this, uh, there's not a lot you can tell. Nothing's been played yet. Right. We, we haven't seen anybody in action, mm-hmm, so it, mm-hmm. it's really hard to say. Yeah. Me being a Buckeye fan, you'd think I'd be an absolute homer here and say three isn't high enough. Mm-hmm. I think three is actually too high. We don't know what we have coming in at quarterback. I, I think there's I mean, some questions. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 I mean, we got great receivers, great offensive weapons, but you got to have somebody who's going to get them the ball. Yeah. And we still have a two-man battle right. that, that they can't decide. Mm-hmm. So that either means they're both really good, which could be an awesome thing. <laughs> right. Or that means or they're both struggling. The world on and yeah, fire. nobody's right. pulling away and right. making right. it theirs. Right. So that, that's kind of concerning for me as a Buckeye fan. So I, you know, I, I think we should be probably more like eight, eight to ten instead mm-hmm. of three right now, just just because of those of unknowns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think 
obviously no surprise there. You know, Georgia's sitting atop the polls, you know, at number one. I mean, they're they're looking to become the first team to three peat since the nineteen thirties. Right. Uh yeah. so they're Still you know, a lot of question marks there. Yeah, too, but they you know, I think you know so. they got, you know, so. obviously they're a team just like Alabama was of, you know, the last several years, team that loses their team, brings in all new guys, right. and it seems like they never miss a beat, but at some point, you would think that has to catch up yeah. to you. Is it this year? Is it next? You know, whatever. Yeah. And again, this feels very much like a, a history poll, not right. a what we know about these teams oh, yeah. poll. And, and, right. You know, and what are they? You know, they. What really else they got to go off? What right. else they got to go on? You know, what they? What I would think. You know, I, I agree with with Matt on you know OSU's question at QB, but I think there's some other teams that have some questions as well coming out, but. It doesn't really matter. It's right. just getting everybody hyped up, you know, yeah. for college football. And I got to tell you, it's working for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and uh, just looking, you know, at the AP poll and just kind of some trends, obviously we still have the four-team, you know, college football playoff or whatever. But, you know, just looking at trends as far as rankings and, you know, who makes the playoff, who doesn't make the playoff. So we've we've been in this four-team format for about nine years now with the, with the college football playoff. Um only two top-ranked AP preseason teams, so I'm I'm assuming that's either the one and two seeded mm-hmm. teams coming into the first poll of the of the season. Only two. There's only been two teams in that nine-year span that have missed out on the playoffs. Ohio State back in 2015, and then Alabama last year. Both of those teams came in kind of one and two in the preseason poll, and were the only you know teams that didn't make it the final four by the end of the by the end of the season. Um, but if we're looking at Georgia, you know, Georgia here, history is not on their side to go back to back to back. Obviously, I you know, said it already. It hasn't been done since the 1930s. But even more so since we've had this college football playoff, since, you know, Alabama was the only team in 2017 to start preseason number one and go on to win the national championship. Right. So, you know, that Georgia's got a lot of things working against them. Obviously, we'll see, you know, what they do. I mean, you know, they take all that stuff, all that noise and, you know, throw it out the window because mm-hmm. they're going to be ready to go, you know, week one. Uh, but again, switching over the constant turnover, just like Alabama has had, when does that catch up to right. you? It's got to at some point, mm-hmm. you would think. But, uh, you know, even a down year for Alabama and Georgia is losing two games or losing maybe one game or whatever. Right. But in today's, you know, four-team playoff, Sometimes that's all it takes right. is losing one game. So uh, we'll, we'll see see what happens. And then another trend, um, only two teams that weren't ranked at all in the top 25 have ever then made the college football yeah. playoffs. That was Michigan two years ago, and then it was TCU last year uh, that made it. So, right. you know, it, it's very rare if you're not ranked in the top 25 to start the season Kind of, kind of rare that you're going to move yeah, up right. and, and get up and, you know, so it will be, will be interesting to see this will be the last year of that four team, you know, format we will be moving to 12 teams, you know, next year. Um, so it will be, you know, Uber, Uber competitive again, you know, this year, a lot, a lot of teams, uh, you know, sitting there that, you know, could, could be, um, I'm a little surprised at Penn state at number seven. I, mm. I, I got to tell you, I was, I was a little surprised. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, a team that to me has been inconsistent mm-hmm. um, in recent years and their quarterback play has been yep. iffy at best. Mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe obviously people do a lot 
have time that this is a real job to do a lot more research than what I do. But well, they showed uh, a lot of promise last year on yeah. all that really young running back core. Yeah. Uh, quarterback was starting to come alive towards yeah. the end of the year. But I think that that was Clifford though, wasn't it? He's yeah, he's, he's gone. gone. He's but they uh, have a they have a five star yeah. guy that got a little bit of playing time, a little okay. bit of exposure, and and played decent. I wouldn't say that he you know set the world on fire, but I think now getting first team reps, getting a little bit more comfortable in the offense, right. I think he'll you know should pan out or, you know, could, could be, you know, competing as one of the best QBs in the big 10, if not in the nation, if, you know, things align. So I think they do have a lot of guys that are coming back. Um, you know, the defensive side of the ball, I'm not so sure who they lost, who they bring back, you know, all that. I know from an offensive standpoint, I think Penn state has a lot of weapons, has a lot of guys coming back on the, on the offensive side of the ball, the defense, I'm just Mm -hmm. not so sure. So I think that's kind of playing into it is that, you know, Penn state was still, the third best team in the, in the big 10 last year um, and bring back a lot of guys, you know, from that team last year that may be the fine, this may be the year that they finally get over the hump to, to knock off Michigan or knock off Ohio state. Um, But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, I think for the big tens, you know, big Ten's sake, thank goodness they're in that, you know, in that top 10 to, you know, keep, keep the big tens notoriety, you know, somewhat up towards the top. That that gives you a little wiggle room. If if you do happen to lose a game like that, right. You're still, you're not going to fall that far. Mm -hmm. So it it does give you a little bit of wiggle. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But uh, you know, like I said, week, you know, week one handful of games going to be taking place this, you know, this weekend. Um, But pretty much everybody then gets kicked off the following Saturday Mm -hmm. with, you know, everybody getting, you know, getting taken care of. So, We'll be back with plenty of, you know, college football news and, you know, getting our picks in and all that stuff over the next coming weeks. So, you know, if you you love college football, we'll be we'll be talking quite a bit of it over the next, you know, several, several months. So. All right. Very good. All right. Well, let's move on to the professional ranks. Then Uh, tonight we're going to preview the NFC South, which, you know, as you know, is Tampa Bay, the Atlanta Falcons, New Orleans Saints and the Panthers. So, uh Colton, you want to start us off with uh, one of your teams that you had from the NFC South? Yeah, I will. Uh, I'll start us off here with the uh, the New Orleans Saints. Again, this division somewhat of a <laughs> a mystery last year. Uh, you know, we had two teams that finished seven and ten. The Buccaneers obviously won the division last year, going eight and nine. You know, finished <laughs> with a losing record and won the division last year. Two teams that went, you know, seven and ten last year. Actually, I think three teams three. that went team yeah. went seven and ten. Yeah. Um, but I'll start with the New Orleans Saints. You know, uh, probably a, a name. It, that's it was been... almost like nobody wanted to win that. Right. Right. It's right. Like, right. Yeah. Not that they were competing. They were competing to not win. Right. Exactly. Won. Seemed like yeah, they were trying to outduel themselves each week for who was going to be the worst team. Uh, right. But I, I think I'll start, you know, with the, with the new Orleans saints, a team that, you know, before Brady made the move to Tampa Bay, this was a, a saints team that somewhat dominated this division for, for several years. And, and they're looking to, you know, get back to that, to that dominance. Um, like I mentioned, they finished, you know, seven and 10 last year, obviously missed out on the, on the playoffs. Um, you know, this is a team that, you know, despite having a top 10 defense last year, you know, just didn't translate into, into wins for them, you know, last year, um, you know, QB play was a very, you know, big question mark last mm-hmm. year. What do they do? They go out and they get, get a guy in Derek Carr and, you know, obviously it's preseason, but through the preseason, the man has looked pretty good. Really, um, yeah. and, and I think in a division where everybody else has kind of a big question mark at the QB position, the saints have a guy that's 
a, a solid veteran that has played well, you know, for the Las Vegas Raiders. And uh, lots know, of weapons to yes, distribute it to. Yeah, um, and I think this is going to be, you know, going to pay dividends for this uh, New Orleans Saints team. Um, like I mentioned, some additions that they added, you know, not only Derek Carr, but they brought in running back Jamal Williams, who uh, ran for over 1,000 yards last year for the Lions, uh, scored 17 rushing touchdowns for the Lions as well. Um, you know, uh, this is a, a Saints team. They lost three starting wide receivers, one starting running back, and one of their starting quarterbacks. You would think a team like that would be taking a downward trend or a team that would, you know, take a step back. But I think they got rid of those guys and brought in guys – now that actually elevates them yeah. so it, it definitely was quite a bit of turnover from last season to this season and they, they got michael thomas back healthy yes. yeah finally a healthy That's michael you. thomas chris olave was solid for him last year obviously getting his you know second year in the league only gonna you know help help his game out now having a solid veteran qb to throw him the ball i think this is a, a dangerous saints team and with as weak as this division is and uncertain as this division is mm -hmm. And you look at the Saints' schedule, I mean, even their out-of-division games, they play some really bad teams. Like, it's a team that I think, I, I, you know, was looking at their schedule, I think it's a team that could win 14 games. Wow. Could lose maybe. They could be competing as the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Now, they could be pretenders because of that right. strength of schedule, but I think because of, the you know, how their schedule works, it's a team that could be competing for the number one seed, maybe even the best seed overall wow. in, in the playoffs just okay. because of how uncertain or unknown the rest of the teams are in this division and their non-division games that they play against some some other teams that are not you know not projected to be very good <clears throat> all right matt who you got yeah i got the atlanta falcons this was another one of those seven and ten teams from a year ago so in the offseason they added a safety jesse bates offensive tackle caleb mccrary defensive line david Nada, linebacker Lorenzo Carter, linebacker Caden Ellis, uh, edge rusher Bud Dupree, wide receiver Matt Collins, cornerback Mike Hughes, defensive line Callis Campbell, uh, defensive line Eddie Goldman, and then their draft picks, uh, running back Bijan Robinson, who, you know, I, I don't think that was a big need for them at that point. I, I think they kind of stretched there. I, I mean, I think he's going to be good, but I don't know that that's a game changer. They picked up a tackle Matthew Bergeron in the second round. And a guy, of course, I like being a Buckeye fan, defensive end Zach Harrison in the third round. A couple of subtractions, not much on this team. They lost wide receiver uh, Olamide Zacharias and then linebacker Rashawn Evans, who, a pretty respectable linebacker there in the NFL. Uh, running down their schedule this year, they start September 10th versus the Panthers. I think that's probably a win for them. The Panthers, you know, young, new quarterback. I, I think that's a game that's very winnable for them. Then they play against the Packers. I think that could be a toss-up, but I'm picking that as a as a loss right now. They play uh, at the at Detroit Lions. I think that's a loss. They play at Jacksonville. I think is a loss. And then put, come home to play the Texans. I think they can win that. They play the Commanders at home. I think that's a W. Uh, they go to Tampa Bay. I think they can win at Tampa Bay. Um, then they go to Tennessee. I think that's a loss to the Titans. They play at home against the Vikings. I think that's another loss. Uh, Cardinals. Uh, I think that's a win. Then they played the Saints, I think, is a loss. The Jets, I think, is a loss. Another game with the Buccaneers, I think that ends up being a split. So I think it's a loss there. Yeah. Panthers, another win. Colts, a win. And they wrap up with the Bears and the Saints, I think, are both losses. So I think this team ends the same About this year, 7-10, yeah. as yeah. they did a year ago. Okay. All right. Very good.
Well, I had the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and, you know, this is a team that has a lot of offensive weapons Mm -hmm. per se. You know, you got Mike Evans, one of the best receivers in the league. Mm -hmm. Chris Godwin's healthy. Uh, Leonard Fournette's healthy, and Mm -hmm. Fournette's looked really good so far in preseason. Mm -hmm. You got Ryan Jensen coming back at center. I mean, this is an offensive – but the big question is their quarterback play. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, right now – uh, competing and, and it looks like they've kind of made the decision. If if you uh, follow the trends in the NFL, Kyle Trask has been getting all the snaps yeah. um, so far in the preseason games, and Baker has not. Mm-hmm. Um, I think which they, is what I they've been saw... doing. Which is what they've been doing with other starters at this right. point. So I think, and I just saw something where they did name Baker as the starting QB. You know, so at least for week one, at right. least, you know. Yeah, so. and, and the thing about Baker, you know, he's going to he's gonna play hard. Right. He's going right. to give you everything he's got. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. what that is, you know, remains to be seen. Right. Um, but, you know, like we said, it was a team that won the division at eight and nine last year. Um, but I, to me, I think they go from first to worst. I think this is a team that, Goes five and twelve this year because of their defense, giving up four and a half yards of rush, which I think, if I did my research correctly, is one of the worst teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, yards given up per game per, per games, one of the worst in the NFL. Um, so I just and they didn't get they didn't do anything to really help that defense mm-hmm. per se, you know. And it, I just don't think it's a team that, even with all those weapons, that it's gonna score enough points to over, overcome their, you know, the te- the yards and the points that they're giving up on the other side of the ball. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I'll take uh, then the last last team in the division, then the uh, Carolina Panthers. Again, another team that finished, you know, 7-10, and 10, uh, you know, missed out on the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, big, you know, big surprise for them because this is a team that started out 1-4, and four, uh, fired their head coach, you know, midseason. Uh, you know, put put in, you know, Steve Wilkes as the interim coach, uh, went six and six the rest of the, you know, the rest of the way there. Um, but, you know, it's a Panthers team that, you know, beat the Buccaneers. Again, a team that Buccaneers far superior as far as talent goes on the, on the, you know, on that, uh, on all sides of the ball. Uh, but they knocked off the Buccaneers. They took down the Seattle Seahawks, you know, a playoff team last year. And then also, you know, took down the Lions, you know, who was a, a fringe playoff team last year as well. So, you know, a couple of solid, you know, solid wins for this for this Carolina Panthers team. You know, a lot of lot of success that they can kind of hang their hat on, or you know, kind of build upon coming into this season. Um, and you know, as bad as that division was, the Panthers actually had a chance to make the playoffs going into Week 17. Uh, you know, and you know, just weren't able to ain't, weren't able to pull it, you know, pull it together, or you know, really uh, put it put it together, and, you know, make a playoff push. Um, so you know, what do they do? They bring in a new, you know, a new head coach in, in Frank Wright. Um, who was the former, you know, Indianapolis Colts uh, head coach? They bring him in. Uh, they, you know, trade a handful of picks, a handful of players to get the number one pick in this year's NFL draft, and you know, select the, the QB out of Alabama in, in Bryce Young. So they're hoping that they found their next, you know, next franchise QB because ever since Cam Newton has left the building in Carolina, they have not have not had one. So they're hoping that you know Bryce Young pans out that this is the next you know, their next guy at, at the, at the helm for them. Um, but they did make some, some key additions. You know, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with this Carolina team. Uh, they brought in, you know, running back Miles Sanders who, you know, rushed for uh, 1200 yards last year for the Eagles uh, and had 11 rushing touchdowns. Now 
you would say the Eagles offensive line probably not as stout or as good as, you know, the Carolina Panthers offensive line, but I still think is going to be a great, a great weapon, you know, a little bit of a, you know, a versatile weapon that can take off, take the load off of, of Bryce Young. Um, they brought in uh, wide receiver DJ Chark Jr. from the Lions, uh, had over 500 receiving yards and a couple of receiving touchdowns. Um, on the defensive side of the ball, they brought in safety Von Bell, who played for the Bengals. You know, that, that's a veteran guy that's been on, you know, several good playoff teams that have, you know, made it to the Super Bowl. So that's always a good combination to bring in, you know, quite a, quite a few veteran guys to pair with a lot of those young guys. Uh, this, you know, Von Bell, you know, had, had four in, interceptions last year, two forced, uh, fumbles. So, you know, going to be a solid, fountain of youth, right. Going to be a solid, solid guy or, you know, for a solid veteran guy for that Carolina team. Um, you know, and at the same time, they didn't lose a ton of guys in the off season as well. So I think this is a team that that's moving in the right direction. Um, but again, just kind of looking at their schedule, you know, I think that it's kind of a toss up in their own division. I think they may be able to steal a couple of games here and there, but they're out of conference or, you know, out of, out of uh, division games. They just, you know, play, play a little bit tougher slate. I think this is a team again, that maybe takes a step back in the, in the win loss column, but a step in the right direction as far as getting Bryce Young, some talent and surrounding him with some, some veteran guys. But I think ultimately this, this is a team that goes probably five and 12. It's probably, you know, competing somewhat for the, for the bottom of the, of the division. But, uh, you know, again, I, I think this could be, it, it could be a real mystery because I just think, the Saints, I think, are the are the guys ahead at the top, and then those other three teams, I, I think, could be any kind of order after after that. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see. Um, you know, we'll see what what happens. But you know, obviously, the Panthers are banking on the you know the the arm of of Bryce Young to you know carry him through, and uh, you know, hoping that 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 trade that they made to get that number one pick really really pans out for them and. Uh, you know, see what see what he can do, and see if he can be the the franchise QB that this Panthers team has been missing. You know, the last you know several several years. So it will be will be interesting. Yeah, we're only a few short weeks away from the NFL season getting kicked off. So lots of football on the on the slate here the next you know several several weeks. So uh, that's uh, yeah all we all we got then for the all NFC right. South. All right, very good. Well, that's our show for tonight. Uh, we we appreciate you listening in. Uh, Cole's going to tell you where you can listen to all of our uh, uh, past episodes and where you can listen to this one as soon as we get it downloaded. Thanks for uh, listening to Fired Up with your hosts, Colton Cal, Chief Rob Cal, Matt Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And, you know, if you want to hear other topics for future episodes or, you know, you just got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show, uh, feel free to reach out to us on our different social medias. Uh, we do have an Instagram if you search for Fired Up underscore podcast. Or you can find us over on Facebook if you search for Fired Up Comma Sports Podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com where you can find all of our past episodes and, you know, a little bit of information about about the show. Um, And you can also find past episodes, this episode, on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of. We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. So all the big players in the game, you, you can find our show. So... Appreciate y'all listening, and as always, stay stay fired fired up. up.